Hi y'all, welcome back to Rambling Reality. This is going to be a fairly short podcast I think this week because I'm busy, busy, busy working, working, working. 40 hour work week plus my part-time jobs because hey, a girl's gotta eat. Yeah, pretty much recommended for most diabetics. (laughs) I don't know if you heard that, but I've got some messages along the way. So this week is Dragon Con. I know I'm two weeks late. I am so sorry. I was sick last week and the weekend before that, I was actually at Dragon Con. So let's talk about Dragon Con. Here's what I learned. A, I learned, oh my God, I cannot wait for the Center of Puppetry Arts to come out with their Muppet display. If you really, really like the Muppets, you've got to go if you're in Atlanta. It's going to have 400 pieces and they only hold 75 per display. So you can imagine the rotations that'll be coming. I'm a Fraggle Rock fan through and through. And about, yeah, two years ago, um, Moki and Red's puppeteers were there and they even brought the Fraggles over. That was so excited and having fun. Uh, It should open next year. And... Cheryl Henson has showed so many pictures that I hadn't seen before. And she showed (laughs) tiny super little guy or tiny little super guy rather. And anyone that was watching Sesame Street in the 80s is really familiar with him. He's the guy that was in the glass. I actually showed him to my fiance Sven for the first time. And he was just absolutely bowled over by it. Because he never saw it being German. I'm going to put a link somewhere, someplace, probably on my Twitter. If you check Jessica Hannon 81, I have to show off that because that's just too awesome not to. Um, they And just that picture made me go way back. She showed pictures of uh, things like the Dark Crystal Witch. The Hensons actually own, and I'm going to be writing about that panel coming up in the next couple days, so look out for it. There's going to be a ton of coverage. I'm not really necessarily a Dark Crystal fan, but I love and adore, and I will, like, run someone over over Labyrinth because that's just, I love it. Um, I also got to interview Don Rosa. Y'all know who he is. Probably more by um, what he did versus, versus you know, necessarily his name. He wrote the DuckTales, the Scrooge McDucks of the 80s and 70s, you know, the stuff we grew up with. And I have his coming up next because I, the, my, again, Sven has transcribed the interview for me because I've just been running out of time doing goodness only knows what so he's done that for me and I have to write it up and oh my gosh there is so much intelligence and I think it's going to be great I'm currently trying to tell Sven that I'm busy as I was saying I'm currently podcasting and telling my lovely lovely Sven that I'm busy at the moment I love him dearly he'll wait that's what good partners do Especially when your person is a podcaster. Don Rosa definitely 
was because of Sven. That's why I clued in and I, I did some work and I actually learned a lot from the animation side of working with Disney. And by animation, I don't necessarily mean the, the, um, the, the ones that we watched, but like the literal, the animation, you know, um, cells and stuff like that, the, the drawings and stuff. Um, I'm really interested in him and I can't wait to write that up. I missed quite a few interviews and, and uh, press conferences. I'm sorry, just timings are timings are timings. And there was a lot of reschedulings and canceling. I made the Dragon Con Parade. I'm slowly going through like the 200 pictures that I did. I've only got like 10 of them saved. I've also got some pictures of a ton of, um, of people dressed up in costume and cosplays. I think I've got like... 13 or 14 of those outside the parade throughout the weekend. There's one guy that did this great uh, Ninth Doctor popping out of the TARDIS. That one kind of stood out for me. And then there was one girl who created this rainbow dash from My Little Pony that actually really impressed me. Um, her name is Tessa. And Tessa created this great... Um, version of Rainbow Dash and I can't wait to show it out I met her actually on Monday she was dressed up in cosplay and I was leaving I've got someone that dressed up like Freddy Krueger I tried to find different things there's a, there's, a, there's a gaggle of Deadpool of course because Deadpool is Deadpool at Dragon Con there's always one to be found but they were really nice. I was sitting next to them when I was taking my break because I walked the Hyatt to the Hilton back and forth so many times that my feet had blisters. I was actually limping for about a week afterwards. I walked so much. I stayed on Saturday night at this great little hotel. It's the um, Hyatt place by the airport south. They've got these great little things like you get a free breakfast, which if you're trying to save money at DragonCon, hello. But they're also really nice. Like, I had, like, the smallest issues, and they just very gently fixed them for me. And, you know, it's really good for me to have that kind of support. I also... Let's see, what else did I do? Oh, my God, I did so much. I went to so many panels. I actually didn't make one big major panel on purpose. I went to fan panels. I went to small panels. I went to ones like the Cheryl Henson panel, which is a big panel, but it wasn't, like, this huge, like you know, arrow panel, because I didn't want to. I wanted to focus on other things. I met up with some of the people at the Walk of Fame. I got a hug with Barry Bostwick twice. Okay. Everyone knows him as Brad from Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I loved him as the mayor on Spin City. That was always my show, because I thought it was really smart, really intelligent. I love that kind of, of humor. I, I love that sardonic take on on people um i preferred the michael j fox years i wasn't really a fan of charlie sheen in general i'm still not as an actor he just never really i guess past like 1992 he never really interests me whenever the last major league he was in that was i was pretty much done with charlie sheen but michael j fox definitely interested me the way he interacted um I was really thrilled to meet him. I met up with quite a few people. I saw Tom Meeson from Sleepy Hollow. 
they had to cancel. He was one of the canceled uh, press conferences because they actually do an emergency reshoot on that Friday when we, <laughs> when the press conference was. Also, Sylvester McCoy had to cancel his, which, you know, the Seventh Doctor canceling is just sad because, dude, it's the Seventh Doctor. Like, Seventh Doctor and Ninth Doctor always wore out with me. Oh, speaking of which, the there's another one that I have to come up with. It's the uh, Coal Hill, uh, da, 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 don't mind me, I'm just typing away, because apparently I went dumb and forgot what I was writing. So the Coal Hill Teacher's Lounge, that is a podcast, and if you ever hear them talking about Oswald, meet Oswald. That will be me, I was in the, I was in the media room just making my notes and just Doing what I always do, which is thumbs up, thumbs down, make faces. I'm I'm never still, I'm never quiet in whatever form. If you're really interested, it's pretty interesting for a for a podcast. They were they were really having fun. I was enjoying listening to them speak. Um as you know, Jenna Coleman is leaving Doctor Who this you know, after this series. I'm not really sure how I feel about that because I haven't got to see all of Capaldi's first run, much less the one starting this month. Um, but Karen Gillian was at Dragon Con, which is a huge name considering everything that she's been in recently. And the lines were wrapped around and around and around. I was just like, I'm good. Who else did I meet while I was there? I know I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. I met up with some amazing professors too. Kelly Sue DeConnick was there for comics and there was this panel and it was about the feminism seen through her work and I was fascinated by this panel. I'm going to be writing this up and I'll tell you where it'll be in just a second because it's the end I'm plugging it at the end. I really enjoyed learning what I did. Um, I hadn't really read a lot of hers because I haven't had the money to read Cap her run of Captain Marvel, but I love, love the first one that I bought. And same with Miss Marvel. They're on my top 10 as soon as I get some steady income, which I have for my new job, hence the 40-hour work week. But the paychecks haven't quite come in yet, so I can't really do a lot with buying anything. I really enjoy that kind of deep impact, and I really enjoy listening to fans talk about it. Um, what else? Oh, I went to some panels about cyberbullying, which I thought was very interesting from my perspective of being a woman journalist. It can be pretty hard to avoid those kind of people, you know? I also went to some about how women are changing the games industry, and that one was really fascinating for me. Because you had the someone that worked at a major, a major kind of studio type to moving to indie and this of course would be you know video games themselves and then you also have someone that does rpgs and how diversity is key in all these elements and i think that's really important nowadays as things are changing i'm going to be writing about that as well i had so much fun i also went to a commercial space uh panel where i met stephen fleming He's a, he's a teacher at Tech. I know I work for the other, the other school. I'm so sorry. But I met him and he was pretty interesting. Um, I enjoy learning. I'm an academic nerd, as I've noted many times. I, I love to go into those kind of panels. I have them all recorded so I can write 
these great notes that are actually real. They're not fake. Um, they're, they're not summations or actual quotes. So if you see a quote, it's actually in my transcripts. I try to do that anyway because I think reporting is kind of necessary if you want to be accurate. Right now I've got Finn asleep on my computer because he's going, you're never feeding me. We fed him late. He'll be fine, I promise. What else? Um, God, I covered so much movement at Dragon Conti. That's what I did the most of. If you want to eat some really good food while there, by the way, you should go to Momocon. I mean, not Momocon. Haha, <laughs> that's another place. That's another convention. Sorry. Momo Cafe. Go to Momo Cafe. They have food by the pound, and that can be really important if you're eating a, if you're eating a sustaining breakfast or lunch. Uh, Moe's is pretty good there. Oh, shout out to the BB&T over at Peachtree Center, by the way. Well, the Marimart, wherever you want to call it. Awesome group of people. Amazing. I had to open up a bank account because I literally started work the day after Labor Day. I started a 40-hour-a-week job that day. And I needed to have a direct deposit. And I was going to change banks anyway. And BB&T had me in and out in like 20 minutes. I sat for 20 minutes at SunTrust at Peachtree Center. Never even looked at me. That was an easy, that was an easy buy. But going to BBNT was fast. It was great. And I think they should get acknowledged for that because DragonCon time is pretty important when you've got breaks. What else? Um, the staff. The staff at DragonCon are amazing especially the Dragon Con media relations team. Hi, Dan. Woohoo. Hi. How you been? Uh, I'm going to get back to your email from you soon. I promise I'm just slammed when I'm not at work during my work week because I come home and go directly to sleep at this point. Um, and the people working like Sam, I know it's hard dealing with us press and you do an amazing job dealing with 500 of us at any given time. I want people to realize that the people putting on Dragon Con, a lot of them are like volunteers. They're not paid. They're not getting paid to do this job. And they need to be acknowledged so much for the work that they put into this. Um, beyond that, thank you to the guests who came this year. Not just the guys that are on Arrow. Not just the people that show up from like Karen Gillian from Doctor Who and Guardians of the Galaxy and not just Chris Rankin who showed up and I was so sad I couldn't go because Percy Weasley, actually my favorite character or one of them in Harry Potter. I know, but I like him. He stood by his beliefs. That's the true definition of a Gryffindor, right? But also the fans. Oh my God, the Terry Pratchett fan panel in Remembrance was probably one of the most heartbreaking and most reviving panels I had heard. I've only read parts of Small Gods, and that's because Sven has, when I was very, very sick, Sven was reading it to me through Skype. So he could keep me awake and keep me in, then let me to lull to back to sleep because sometimes I have trouble sleeping if I can't breathe and I can't move. And I've just been, I, last year I was sick. And so that's how I know Terry Pratchett. And that's why I've covered him at my journalism job at I4U. 
But going to this fan panel was amazing. I've got some pictures from it on my Instagram. Again, Instagram.com, JessicaHannon81. One of them is a wizard whose name just completely broke my brain. And there's a warrior woman. Seriously, if you can, just check out the pictures. I'm going to put the rest of the pictures up probably throughout the week. I'm not quite sure where, so... Just check my Twitter and we'll find out. We'll find a place. Okay, so I think that's enough babbling about Dragon Con. But I will say that I learned so much at Dragon Con. It's kind of an amazing attempt. One thing I did do a week later after Dragon Con was on my birthday, I opened wildpantheonpress.com. This is mine, it's my site. Written by me for right now until I can get some funds together because I refuse to hire writers that I can't pay for their articles. But basically it's a site where we discuss the academic side of cultural studies. I know there's a ton of them out there. Wild Pantheon Press was created because I wanted a place to write my real academic stories and, and collect them, hopefully with an audience that is interested. This is where the Carrie Sue, uh, Carrie Sue, the Kelly Sue DeConnick panel will be. Sorry, my, my brain's tripping up. I've been napping all day because I've just been exhausted from work this week. Wild Pantheon actually has a couple of different reasonings. One, if you've ever seen a group of academics together, it's a pantheon of knowledge of many different areas. And the wild actually comes from the fact of, have you ever tried to locate information out? It's a wild hunt. You know, you're, you're literally looking for that one final piece. It's not the only reason. If you want to read the rest, check out the website. It's set up in WordPress for right now. I'm working on getting it up. But it was a 34th birthday present to myself. I finally got it up after owning it for a little while. The colors are gray and purple. Those are my colors. I love to wear purple. I love purple. It's the color of royalty and damn it, I'm the queen of the universe. Actually, to be, if you want to be the truthful of it, I'm the bitch queen of the universe and don't ever mistake that. I am. Um, but I've worn purple since I was three years old. Also, the gray is A, it's complimentary, but also I like gray. The world is in gray. There is no black. There is no white. There's too much complication. There's too many variables. There's too much interdisciplinary. There's too much. The world is not one thing or another. It's a bunch of different things. And I think it's important to note that. Hence the gray. Hopefully you guys will visit and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I'm going to try and get it up as soon as I can to get up my article on Kelly Sue. You know, during that five minutes a day I have by myself. I've also got that, again, recorded so I can add it in. I think I'll end this up now. But I should mention that Dragon Con is what propelled me to finish, to, to get Wild Pantheon Press up. Um, I'm going to have a list of information underneath 
the information for this podcast. I think some links for you guys to to go and visit if you want to have some really interesting conversations, if you want to follow some great people. I know that, oh man, Ahmed Yonas. Oh, please tell me I got your name right. Junior uh, is an amazing academic. I found so many academics. I was in heaven at Dragon Con. Oh, if anyone doesn't know, Dragon Con is actually a, an academic conference. There's a mini conference that goes on during it. It's for pop cultural one. And it's really interesting. If you ever want to go see it and you're a nerd, tune into those. DC academics are on Twitter. Just follow it. You've got to deal with it. All right, so I'm going to sign off now because I've babbled for almost like 25 minutes. And at some point, I actually need to get paid for my work this week. So I got to go to work. Well, more work for different things. Anyway, before I go, I should mention that Sven Huska, which is at S-V-E-N-H-U-E-S-K-E dot Tumblr dot com, created my logo for Wild Pantheon Press. I think you should definitely look at it. He did an amazing job considering he's got no formal training. He's just learned this on his own. And yes, he's my partner, but I'm a really finicky client. So if I say something, he knows it's true. And I'm very particular and I'm very picky. And as much as I love him, I'm the most honest partner you're ever going to find. I think if you're really curious, you should check him out. He also works with Demanda Hagen on doing a lot of her graphics. Check him out. All right. Bye. Opening intro is done by Fantasia on a theme by Thomas Tallis, also known as Tallis Fantasia. And it is a string orchestra by British composer Ralph Vaughn Williams, performed by U.S. Army Strings. And I thank them so much for allowing me to make my own version of it. Thank you, guys.